Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from years past. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story by Chad Zimmerman that he first shared on the podcast in March of 2011. It's called Get in the Bentley. So about a year ago, my girlfriend and I decided that we would move in together. And because of the way our lease is lined up and just because her apartment was significantly nicer than mine, we decided to move into her place which was great for me for a lot of reasons. One, because Jamie is a wonderful, wonderful human being. She has an amazing apartment. But most importantly, she has the most incredible dog I've ever met in my life. And I'm proud to call him mine now. But at the time, there was this novelty about him because I never had dogs growing up because my family's allergic and also just very lazy. The prospect of having a dog who elicits so much respect around the neighborhood was the most exciting thing I've experienced as an adult. So when Jamie and I first moved in, we sat down to discuss the division of labor vis-a-vis the dog, specifically things like feeding and walking and taking him to the vet and all the other things that come with dog ownership. And what we agreed upon was that I would, every morning before work, take Bentley on a 45-minute walk in the dog park And the one caveat to our our whole deal was that I was not permitted to walk Bentley off leash. And when I asked Jamie why, she said, well, you know, I didn't get him until he was six years old. And by that time, he'd had his balls for a long time. So even though I had him neutered, I feel like he retained a lot of his aggression as a pit bull. And I said, Jamie, I've had balls for most of my life, and I can assure you that's not how it works. This dog's not going to bite anyone. He sleeps in bed with us. He eats out of our hand. He's the sweetest animal I've ever met. Don't worry about it. Just let me walk him off leash. And she said, Chad, he's my dog. Don't you dare let him off leash. So about three days later, I'm walking him in the park off leash, and it is... I'm not exaggerating, the most glorious 10 minutes of my entire life. People in dog parks interact like they're BMW owners, like everyone salutes each other and says, oh, handsome animal you have there, and what a beautiful day to walk a dog, things like that. So it felt great, so much so that I completely lost track of where Bentley was. I look up, he's sprinting across the center of the park towards what I see is a young father with a child in a stroller and another pit bull, all white, on a leash. Bentley's sprinting towards them with purpose, and I think to myself, oh shit, he's gonna eat that baby. Well, he didn't eat the baby. What he did do was he tried to eat the dog, and he jumps up, 
latches onto the dog's cheek just above its teeth and pulls it down to the ground like a lion pulling down a gazelle in the Serengeti. I sprint over like some sort of idiot Barney Fife, and the first words out of my mouth are, well, what happened? The other dog owner, you know, God bless him, says something to the effect of, your dog is trying to kill my dog. Meanwhile, there's other parents in the area who are herding their children towards them and away from the scene because clearly my dog is out of control and will kill anything in sight. And I look like a complete idiot just standing there letting the whole thing happen. So clearly the onus is on me to do something. Meanwhile, the crowd around us is growing just to see what the outcome of all this is. And they're offering commentary, just stupid things like, boy, that's a lot of blood, and that dog's trying to kill that other dog, and you should put something in his mouth to try to pry him off. Just stupid, not helpful things like that. My first thought is that I should grab Bentley's balls. From what I remember, doing so will cause the dog to release, and disaster can hopefully be averted. Unfortunately, Jamie had Bentley's balls taken out years before, so that's out of the question. My next thought, not a very creative one, was just to start relentlessly punching Bentley in the side and neck, which succeeded really only in making him angrier, I think. And I'm running out of ideas. So I'm staring down my dog's ass, and I realize what I have to do to remedy this situation. I'm not sure if anyone who's listening to this has ever Googled dog anus. In retrospect, I've Googled it several times, and I've learned a thing or two about dog anuses as compared to human anuses. Principally, it's that humans have what's called a rectum. Uh, A rectum is like a little green room for poop right before it comes out. And if you're not pooping, that green room is empty. So you can use a rectum for things like, oh, I don't know, drugs if you're going on a trip, or fingers if you're curious or with a new friend or anything like that. So... If you put something in a dog's ass, you're not going into a rectum. You're going straight into descending colon and poop. So I'm looking down Bentley's poop hole. And for lack of any better ideas, I just stick my finger in it. So I just take my middle finger and I sort of politely push it pad first through the triangular door and into his special area. Now, in hindsight, this was silly. Because to the 20-some people and dogs and children who had gathered around, it looks as if I'm just gently having a finger moment with my dog in front of an audience in the midst of crisis. It also didn't get the job done because Bentley's still gnashing away at this other dog's face, ripping it side to side and further tearing the flesh off. So what I quickly realize is that the fingering needs to be taken to a, a higher level. So I use my bowling fingers, my middle and ring finger. I line them up. I push through the door again and go right into this sort of cold lasagna descending colon. And it works. He sort of reared up. The other dog got away, bloody-faced, and Bentley sort of backs away, inexplicably has a massive erection and a huge smile on his face. And there's a very audible sigh of relief from the people who've gathered around and the other dog's owner. His dog was pretty bloody, but everything seemed to be okay otherwise. We exchanged numbers and information, and I then took the walk of shame from the center of the park where all of this went down back to our apartment with my fully erect dog beaming like an idiot. We get home. Luckily, Jamie's already left for work. I clean up the dog, clean my fingers off, and I resign myself to never, ever tell her what's happened. 
two weeks later, it was a Sunday morning. Jamie and I are walking to brunch, and I see the other dog's owner walking towards us on the same side of the street. And I think to myself, okay, he's going to want to talk, and he deserves to talk, but maybe I can get by here just exchanging vague pleasantries. For a minute, it works. He says, hi, how's it going? How's your dog? I say, oh, he's great. How's your dog? Wonderful. And it's just like the typical dog park banter. And then at one point, he delivers the knockout blow by saying, boy, you really got your whole hand up that dog's ass. My girlfriend looks at me and says, what is he talking about? And I say, oh, you know. Uh, She didn't bite. And uh, over brunch that Sunday morning, I got to tell her about the time that I gently and then aggressively fingered our dog's asshole in front of a crowd of 20 or more. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes of Risk. There's a brand new one every Tuesday, and everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.